Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body's size or symptoms, nor are we held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner, and in this episode, we are diving deep into the heart of transformation. But like the last few episodes, I've had some life things happen, and I just want to chat with you. Is that okay? If not, you can totally fast forward, do the 30 second fast forward or a 15 second fast forward. That's totally fine. But if you're nosy like me, I like to know what uh, the personal lives are of my, of the people I listen to podcasts of. So I'm going to share some of that. Uh, this past weekend, my husband and I took the kids out of town for our, our new Christmas tradition. And that is when we moved from Indianapolis to Southwest Ohio, we actually created a new tradition to leave town a specific weekend of the year and go celebrate and create new traditions. If you've never done this before or don't understand why we would do something like that, I want to introduce you to this idea of the body keeping score. When specific things happen, whether it's a traumatic situation or just a memory is um, happens in your life around that time. So the best example I have is um, when, so I listened to Heather McMahon podcast. It's not super appropriate all the time. She's just funny. She's a comedian, but she's very down to earth on her podcast. And, uh, she affectionately calls, um, December like dead dad club month because her dad died just a few days before Christmas, I think it was. So they don't celebrate Christmas with parties and things anymore. They just kind of do the religious aspect of it, but then they just leave the rest, um, the traditions changed, right? When someone leaves our house. So the very real trauma that happens is that grief that you've lost your dad, for example. And so instead of doing everything the way you did before, life is not the same as it was before that incident happened. So they have created new routines, like going to, I think their thing is like Cancun or Turks and Caicos or something. They do something as a family to leave and celebrate differently so that the tradition is different and you, they don't have to sit in that grief the way they used to, as if it just had happened every single year at that time. So that's what my husband and I did. We have a trip that goes out of town and we coincide it with my own doctor's appointments, uh, my yearly doctor's appointments with my endocrinologist and my OBGYN and the kid's six month dental appointment. We do that all in the same time. But some of our tradition is we go to this one specific hotel we eat one specific thing to celebrate, um, one restaurant to celebrate specifically, um, the reason why we even leave town. And then we also um, go to the Chris Kindle Market, marked Chris Kindle Mart, um, and go enjoy the German foods and special flavors and scents and get a Christmas ornament and things like that. And so this year we actually got this really cute, so you use a tea light and a tea candle, I'm sorry, you use a tea candle and you sit it at the bottom and then over the top we got this christmas tree that has snowflakes on it well the snowflakes with the heat the snowflakes i guess whatever the science is like the heat like makes the christmas tree spin and then it leaves like beautiful um decorations or uh shadows on the wall that it's sitting next to so i'm really excited i'm going to put that next year we're actually going to get an advent um, table. We're going to get a table that comes out just for Advent. We're going to put our candles, our four or five candles on the Advent table, the scripture cards. And then we're also going to put that on there just to like kind of have to set the mood, set the tone for the day and the reminder. 
So we did that, had fun, um, and made great memories, decided our kids are now too big to only have a one-bedroom um, pull-out couch in <laughs> a hotel room. So we're going to do our best to find, if we're able to, get a two-bedroom apartment-type hotel room in the hotel that we stay at. And we'll see if we can do that next year, swing that. Uh, it's not actually much more expensive. So I'm like, we should have done that. I didn't even know that was an option. So also reminding myself that hotel pillows suck and we I'm too old to not bring my own pillow. I need an orthopedic pillow with me at all times. So all that to say, it was a blast and memories were made. We got to in, enjoy our things, enjoy our new tradition together. The kids were so excited. My youngest, he loves the, um, last year we actually found this, that it was a new gentleman that he had warm eggnog. And of course there's eggnog that's spiked that's there, but he wanted, he saw people walking around with warm eggnog. So he was so excited when we found the guy again and he went up to the little booth and ordered his warm eggnog and his warm nuts, the cinnamon nuts and so forth and popcorn. Actually he wanted popcorn. He wanted the popcorn. And so he got himself some popcorn and I was just so proud of him and just the excitement on their faces and so forth. But here's another thing. I don't talk about this a lot and I don't know if, I don't even know if I'm going to continue talking about this after this episode or if this is just something that I will share intermittently because it's not really my story to tell, but my daughter was born with a physical organ, multi-organ defect and it had multiple surgeries, multiple things, multiple interventions that had to be done and she was on, basically she was on antibiotics for the first five years of her life every single day (laughs) every day and you know if you're here um, I have more of a holistic approach now and I know that I know that I know that antibiotics destroy our gut bacteria they have to that's how they work and I'm not knocking antibiotics I think that there's a place for antibiotics and I will use them when I need them and so forth but when you have it didn't matter that I had breastfed her I'm sure it does like in the long run right but she was breastfed and yet her gut microbiome was shot. Um, she, as time went on, she developed symptoms of ADHD. Um, she developed symptoms of OCD. She developed symptoms of physical delay on her left side. And uh, she has anxiety and many other things. And it comes to this place of that I, I'm concerned and, I, and I'm praying about and thinking through and preparing my heart for puberty when it happens for her because I'm like, I have no clue what's going to happen when puberty hits and how all of these things are going to work themselves out. And she, we, I, okay, let me back up. So she is no longer on any medicine for any of that. Um, I helped wean her off and cleaned up her guts and helped her like fix the integrity of her microbiome. But we're imperfect, aren't we? We're imperfect and we don't always have a perfect diet. We don't always have, we're not always on. We're, we can't be. It would be It would be a terrible life if we always had to be on, right? Um, so I had weaned her off her medicine. She was totally good with it. And we still go through bouts of severe anxiety. And when we were done at the Chris Kindle Mart, she started crying from overwhelm overstimulated overstimulation and she was ready to go home and we could not get her 
to calm down. She was talking very loudly. She was, you know, very hyper. She was very, you know, like overstimulated and then crying at the same time. And so we got her back to the hotel and we made her put her jammies on. I didn't bring any, didn't even think about it. I forgot my thyroid medicine. I forgot my son and my youngest son, another pair of pants. I forgot a pair of underwear. It was a hot mess packing to get out of town this past weekend. But I did not even think to bring any of her integra- um, her therapeutic things or tools for her. I didn't even think about it because she's been doing so well. And I felt that mom guilt. I felt that guilt gut that I was not doing enough and all of that. So that was also like, oh, mom, mom's having problems just like her daughter. Uh, apples don't fall far from trees, do they? So I got her back to the hotel room. I made her put her jammies on made her get under the covers and I wrapped her tightly in the bed and just made her chill, like to bring her nervous system back down. But yeah, like I don't talk about, I don't talk about that, that I have a special needs child um, of any sort because I don't think she's special needs. I think she, I don't think I know she was given to me because she sees beauty in this world in so many places that I overlook. She also um, offers, offers me the opportunity to slow down. Anytime she has her issues, even the way she speaks, sometimes you have to literally, I have to slow down my thinking so that I can actually pay attention because of the way she speaks is a little different. Sometimes she has tics or stereopathies. Um, I say sometimes she always like every day, multiple times a day has stereopathies or tics and she is the sweetest thing ever. She's been a huge blessing. I never thought I would have a daughter. I always thought I would have be a boy mom, a total boy mom, but she has been the perfect rose between two thorns <laughs> of my two boys. And um, all that to say, this weekend was a whole lot of memories and a whole lot of real life living again. And it was, it was so easy for me to get frustrated and annoyed and like, oh my gosh, can you just say what you're, what you're trying to say? Can you just settle down? Can we just get through this? We'll get home. I'm overwhelmed too. Like, but it is my job to be a mom that is the safe place for my daughter, for my kids, but for my daughter, it is my job to take care of myself so that I can take care of her when she has a weak moment. And that kind of brings me to this point of this whole episode. I'm already over 10 minutes in, I guess. Um, But that brings me to the heart of this episode is that our self-care is so important. And self-care is not getting your nails done. It is not getting a massage. It is not girls night. It is not going to Target, sipping on a Starbucks as you walk around and smell all the candles and touch all the things. That is not self-care. Self-care should pour into you. It should fill you. I'm not saying massage is not therapeutic. I'm not talking about therapeutic massage. I'm talking about willy-nilly massages at your local massage envies. I'm talking about that kind of thing. What I'm self-care is not going someplace and bashing your husband and kids with friends. You know, my husband and I were actually talking about this, I think, on our trip. And I said, you know, it's interesting because I brought up someone that has become really close friends with a, a lady who her her marriage is, is awful right now. And it's not it's not pretty. And she another one. So my close friend has become really good friends with her. And it's interesting how the more we hang around with negative people that 
complain about their husbands complain about xyz the more we become like them so then that my friend's marriage is is struggling and it's just it's so important to think about who we're around and all of that so even who we're around can be self-care and taking assessment of who of who those people are. Are they pouring into me or are they pulling negative stuff out of me? Like in a bad way, are they making me become a negative person? Are they, are they making me look at my family differently? Are they are they making me look at my husband as, as my enemy versus a partnership that when people are partners, we work together, we figure out what's wrong and actually work together and communicate, get these things done. We don't bash our children because our children are our 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 responsibility to take care of and we need to teach them if they're acting like fools it's because you taught them that it was okay to act that way or you were not giving teaching them that so all of that to say our self-care is so important that we need to take a hardcore investment and look and our hardcore pause and look and start investing in ourselves and i don't mean it has to be hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars i don't mean that you have to go do all the things right now But the heart of transformation requires you to look at things differently, look at yourself differently with more value. If I had not done the hard work of pouring into myself so that I could be there for my daughter on whatever day it was, was Sunday, I don't remember what day, uh, to be there for my daughter, I would not have had the patience, I would not have had the intuition or access to the intuition that my daughter needed me. She needed me in a different capacity at that moment. She needed me in the nurturing, loving, encouraging, and just safe, open arms for her, where she could cry her tears on my shirt in public, and I'm big enough that I can hide her from that so she doesn't feel the embarrassment of that. She can feel that she is connected to her mom. But if I had not been taking care of my mental health with therapy, if I had not been taking care of my physical health, if I had not been um, taking care of myself to rest and restore, I would not have had that ability. If I would not, was not around certain people, I would probably be still, or I'd probably have a stroke by now and be like so hardcore in striving in my business and in my own selfish desires that I wouldn't have made the time to listen to her. I wouldn't have heard her. And I want you to think about how many times when you were young, my daughter's 11, ripe age of puberty, hormones, all of that, right? When you were that old, who listened to you? Did anybody? Did anybody help take care of you? Make you feel safe? Make you feel that this isn't embarrassing? Hide your embarrassment for you. Did anyone pour into you? And I think about that if you're a mom, we're supposed to be that safe space for our children, no matter how old they are. They shouldn't feel shame or embarrassment coming to you to talk about things. We should be the safe place for them. So all that to say, our self-care is what sets the pace for that. And we have, when I think of self-care, I think of things that are going to pour into me, things that are going to build me up, make me stronger mentally, make me more resilient, make me stronger physically, make my actual cells in my body strong, resilient for to, from cancer to diseases and all of the things so that I have mental clarity, so that I'm not so tired at the end of the day that I can spend time with my kids and my husband and give them the best of me and not the last of me or the worst of me, or the irritability piece, like I can get quite irritable if I'm tired. I can get quite irritable if I can't think straight. I can get quite irritable if I allow myself to stay in a high stress state where I am just constantly on and thinking, 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 and doing, 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 
that someone interrupts me and I'm going to bite their head off. That is my responsibility to take care of that so that my family feels safe around me. These are just examples of of self-care and why it's so important. And that's kind of why I want to dive into this today. The, The heart of transformation, the journey from feeling lost and overwhelmed to reclaiming your health and happiness. Because if we're not healthy, we're probably not happy. We're probably not happy people. We're probably not people who others want to be around quite frankly, if, and I say healthy, meaning your whole body wellness, soul, mind, body. Like if we are having a constant, like right now I just had PRP in my hips. If I'm going to, if I have hip pain and I am constantly talking about how painful it is, nobody wants to hear that. That's why I'm doing something about it. If I have um, another, uh, what was I saying? Soul. If I'm having trouble finding God, if I'm having trouble or falling away from God, I need to be able to go to people and take care of that and like have them help me. Um, The same thing with my physical or with my mind. If I'm having um, anxiety or mental health issue, I need to go get that taken care of. So when I say reclaiming your health and happiness, I literally mean all pieces of you, your health is all pieces of you. Because in modern medicine today, we address you by, by your separate systems and separate organs and all of that. But you are, a, when you come to sit in front of me, whether it's on a screen or in my office, you are a whole being that comes to the table with a whole situation. And so that's what I'm talking about. And I want to kind of talk about this before we go deeper into this idea of reclaiming your health and wellness from that from feeling lost and overwhelmed, I want to kind of go here and talk about something that you might feel um, and it might be all too familiar for you. And it is feeling like a lost cause, especially in the pursuit of health. How many of you have gone to the doctor's office and said, man, I just feel so tired. Maybe you started this in your 20s. I feel so tired. And the doctor runs your labs and like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Then you get to your 30s, like, I'm so tired. I'm now having migraines. Well, your labs are still fine. Why don't you just lose weight because you started to put on some weight and here's some Topamax for your migraines, okay? So then you you get this and then you move into your 40s and then all of a sudden, bam, you have prediabetes, or you have diabetes, you are, you have high cholesterol, all of that. And it could have been caught back in your twenties, right? So that feeling like a lost cause, it adds up year after year after year. And it adds up moment after moment and symptom after symptom. It also makes us feel like a lost cause when we are so busy serving everybody else that we put ourselves on the back burner. Like, oh my gosh, I, Um, I did such and such for my kids today and it's, you know, nine o'clock at night. I still have laundry to do and I didn't get my workout in. I didn't meal prep. I didn't, I don't even know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. So I'm just going to slam this um, chips and dip in my face because it's fast and easy. And I think if we have a mind shift, a mind shift change, maybe a mind shift change over self-care, maybe, just maybe things can change. I know they will. I know they can. So for the past five years, I have been working one-on-one first as a nutrition coach. Let's talk about that a minute. I was a nutrition coach and I taught macros. Macros are an amazing tool that are necessary and needed, but they are not the end-all be-all. They're not even the first step of anything I do anymore. 
when you go to a macronutrition coach, they cannot teach you or help you balance your hormones. They cannot tell you, help you with your bloating, your uh, digestive issues, diarrhea, constipation. And by the way, constipation is pooping less than two times a day, a day, not a week, not a month, but a day. Um, they cannot help you with your gas. They can't help you with your gallstones. They can't help you with your mental health. They can't help you with all these other aspects because really what macronutrition is for macronutrition coaches in general, I'm not saying this is exactly verbatim, but in general, a macronutrition coach is there to help you lose weight. And that is part of a healthy lifestyle is to get that weight off. But what happens if you went to the root cause of your weight gain? The root cause is so much deeper than the food on your body and the food you eat and the macro, the macronutrients. Macros are your carbohydrates, your protein, and your fats, and which those make up your calories. So basically calorie counting and then figuring out the distribution of what you need to be eating each meal. Macros are great for helping manage blood sugar. They're also great for helping you um, lose weight. But it is not the beginning, nor the end-all, be-all, nor do you necessarily have to track every single morsel and um, gram of food that goes in your body for you to be healthy and successful. So I learned that and I moved on to become a nutritional therapy practitioner. And this is when I learned root cause healing is a real thing, a real thing. And I got so excited about it. I started doing this um, with my patients and clients and I love every bit of it and like helping them understand. So I did take the macros, um, but also I didn't have them track macros necessarily but I was understanding root cause healing and all of that and seeing that people were losing weight without having to track their food so much. And it was just a beautiful um, opportunity for me to continue my education. Then I went back to school this past year to become a naturopathic doctor. And I am talking about this because I just finished um, my classwork. I still have my dissertation and um, my dissertation to do and defend. And then I have boards in August of 2024, but I can, I can practice and so forth, but I am just so dang excited to now be able to offer preventative treatments and preventative care for people to reverse their disease, prevent their diseases and so forth. So for the past five years, I have been working with people and I have learned about how to help clients navigate the complexities of nutrition and fitness and and further that root cause healing. But what became painfully clear was that the struggle didn't end in our sessions. Like the, it was kind of like the locker room talk. And, and it is when I meet with my clients, it is the locker room. Like we have this big powwow, we get so excited. Maybe it's like a pep rally even. We get so excited. But then when our sessions ended, they had to go home. They had to go home and face unsupportive family and friends, which caused a battle to stay consistent between their appointments. So I realized that they needed something more from me that I didn't have yet, and it was community. A community of like-minded women who understood the journey, a place where they were seen, known, and heard. And that's when the Wilderness of Wellness membership was born. I like to call it a sanctuary of sorts uh, for those seeking not just health, but freedom and community and community offers connection. Uh, so that's what they were missing connection and people who got it. So 
I could feel that weight of my, that my clients were carrying, that inconsistency, that struggle, the burden of perfectionism, and then the isolation that came with it. It was evidence that they needed more than just the one-to-one sessions with me. They needed companions, that connection. And that's exactly what the Wilderness of Wellness offers. It's a space where you are understood. You're supported and embraced for who you are. It's where you can go to post like, oh my gosh, I hit all my water goals today. I drank half my or half my weight in um, whatever, in ounces of water. and Or it can be like, oh my gosh, I didn't eat, um, I didn't go to the drive-thru today. Now, these wins don't sound that big to to general people in our family because they don't get it, but it's a place that you can go and celebrate these wins and we get it. We understand just what it feels like to pass that Taco Bell or pass that McDonald's or pass whatever it is that your thing is for the very first time. It's huge. So let's talk about why the Wilderness of Wellness is so unique. And first, I just want to share with you, first, there is a unique six-phase success path that is found nowhere else. In May, I decided that I was going to build this membership out on a platform that was owned by me, not another form of media like Facebook or anything like that, because I didn't want another form of media or another software company to control my content or own parts of my content. So I met with the web developer and she's amazing. I um, And she expressed her sincere shock when she saw what was inside my membership. She works with some very high names in the fitness and wellness industry of different niches, okay? Um, but she has never seen what was inside, uh, laid out the way I've done it and so forth. And she saw my vision and she has brought it to life. And I, I've cried every time we talk. Uh, my vision is a holistic approach that starts with your mindset. In fact, phase one of my six phase success path addresses the core of your well being, this core of your well being, helping you rediscover yourself, rediscover who you are before you're diving into any kind of habits. But that's not all. So not only is there the six-phase success path that is self-paced, you go through it at your own time, your own leisure, but there are monthly challenges that ensure that no matter how busy life gets, you have a very clear focus. Uh, my recipe vault takes the stress out of meal planning. You know, it's really cool. So we're calling it's called the mess hall and it's where the recipes are. And you can go and let's just say you have beef on hand in your refrigerator or freezer and you've got noodles in the pantry and you're like, oh shoot, I want to make a healthy meal. I don't want to have to go to the store. I want to see what, what I've got on hand, what I can make. So you can literally type in beef noodles and up will pop all of the recipes knowing that they are healthy for you and will support your body. Um, and then you can make your own meal plans. You can make your own meal plans and then you can make your own grocery list from the meal plans that you've made. How fun is that? So literally, if you're someone that shops online for your groceries, you could just go in there meal plan, put your meal plan together, download the, or you don't even have to download, but you can just like have two tabs open and grocery shop from that list that you've made and voila, your grocery shopping is done. Like it takes out everything, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more. I've designed the Wilderness of Wellness to not just to be not just another health membership, but actually a lifeline. I understand the identity struggles, the learned behaviors, and the challenges of breaking free from your health conditions, whether it's your family's history of health or habits, or someone able that someone that has the um, the ability to take away your voice from you because they give you harsh criticism all your life. I get it. 
And the wilderness of wellness is a space where you can transform, grow, and find joy in the journey. So if you're ready to learn more and consider starting this membership inside the wilderness of wellness, I invite you to join the waitlist. The link is down below. Doors don't officially open until January 1st, but for those on the waitlist, guys, and by the way, this is only for ladies. I say guys, but I mean ladies. This is only for ladies. Um, and this pricing is very exclusive, very exclusive pricing. It is the lowest it will ever be. And it's not only the price that you need to get on the on the wait list for, but there's also a bonus that is an insane teaching session that I have done on crushing cravings and feeling happier. Now, the crushing cravings and feeling happier bonus is a $249 value that I'm popping in there for free. So that's only open to those people on my waitlist. So all you have to do is just go to the link down in the show notes and you are able to jump on that waitlist. Whether you join or not, at least you can learn some new things about it. Um, so I do want you to remember as this year is coming to a close, we're not there yet, but coming to a close, I want you to remember that your health dreams are not just possible. They're waiting for you together. Let's make 2024 the year that you reclaim your well-being. join the waitlist now and let's do life together. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas and I will be back next week with your next episode. Thanks for listening to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encouraged you to make a next best step for your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links I mentioned in the episode. And if you got to this point in the episode, come and find me on Instagram and send me a DM. Tell me you listened to this and what you got out of it.